catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, January 31st. I'm Violet Kummer-Wylan, and this is The Point from WUFT News. As the fight for civil rights continues in many areas, some towns choose to recount past events through oral instruction, historical texts, and especially museums. In Gainesville, those with the Matheson History Museum are opening up an exhibit highlighting civil rights struggles in Gainesville, particularly within the events of Black Thursday. I spoke with WUFT's Tatiana White, who delved into the history behind this exhibit. Here's Tatiana. So this um, exhibit that I wrote about is in the Matheson History Museum, and I got the idea from um, my multimedia reporting class, and I found out about Alana Gomez, who is a alumni from UF, and she wrote her undergraduate thesis about Black Thursday at UF, which is, um, it happened in April of 1971, and this was when Black students were kind of protesting for equality for um, their rights like racial equality. And then um, that really like sparked my interest because a lot of people don't know about Black Thursday. And so when I found out that she was doing her exhibit on it, I wanted to kind of delve into that and um, have people show up and see it so they can be more educated on that part of history that most people don't know about. So what kind of things will this exhibit include to encompass this kind of information? Um, so the exhibit is going to include a lot of stuff from people who were actually there during that time. I know um, the curator, Alana Gomez, she talked to a lot of residents that lived during this time period. So she incorporated a lot of the things that they said um, that they endured during that time, what they experienced. It's also just going to talk about what led to the protest. It's going to show pictures at the time of it, um, like the aftermath and also what's happening now as far as the civil rights movement, how it's still going on in 2022. And um, like mainly in Gainesville too, like talking about like the Black Lives Matter movement, um, other things that the Black Student Union at UF is doing as well now. So it's just going to kind of go through the whole thing of civil rights movement starting from the Black Thursday all the way till now. What did you find through your research and reporting on this? Was there anything particularly exciting and interesting? So um, I did a lot of research just looking through like the UF's Black Student Union page because that's really the only place where it's mainly covered on there. Um, and then I also just like had a lot of interviews with um, Betty Stewart Fullwood, who was a student assistant at the time, and I got to sit down um, on the phone and talk with her about her journey during that time at Black Thursday um, and just like getting to really understand um, just what they experienced. And one thing that I learned from Betty Stewart Fullwood is she brought up a lot of things that people don't know about about the civil rights movement. Like she brought up how even the black janitors at the time, um, like white students would purposely make a mess for them. Um, or like how the athletes sometimes, like the black athletes were told that they most likely wouldn't leave because they are on a scholarship and that they needed it. And so just learning things like that that are not really broadcasted usually. And so um, that was really interesting to me. And that's why I wanted to do this story as well. What are the details for this exhibit? 
So it's going to open on February 2nd, um, and the Matheson History Museum right now is currently open, um, I think, Wednesdays through Saturdays, um, and they're having, like, I think that's just their COVID hours for right now, um, and so, yeah, it'll be open then um, for the second day of Black History Month. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I would encourage all of Gainesville to go see this exhibit, not just UF students, because I think that this is a very important part of history that many people don't know about. And I feel like it can open their eyes to what these people went through and that they can kind of see that we're still in the civil rights movement like today. And it's not something that is just in the past. And so I feel like it can help people. It can put a lot in perspective for people to see like what's going on in the world and in the environment that we're living in. And I think it's just important to know what's going on in your community and what people in your community have gone through. That was WUFT's Tatiana White on a new exhibit in the Matheson History Museum. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. As chilly temperatures sweep through the state, crops are facing some potential issues. An overnight freeze in central Florida on Saturday had the potential to do some damage to crops. On first glance, though, this does not appear to be an issue for many of the crops, including citrus, strawberry, and tomato plants. However, cities around the state reported some of their coolest temperatures in years. West Palm Beach was in the mid-30s, the coldest it has been in the past 12 years. In Vero Beach, the record was tied with 1978 at 30 degrees. Governor Ron DeSantis is aiming to block state contracts going to companies that transport unaccompanied migrant minors from the southern border. According to Politico, however, there are no records displaying that any of the businesses the governor has identified have state contracts or get money from the state. Companies typically involved with these types of initiatives mostly run through the Federal Office of Refugee Resettlement, often contract with the federal government to transport unaccompanied minors across the country. Jacksonville International Airport is one of the hubs for flights from this kind of program. Republicans often use this as the backdrop for a push in this kind of legislation to block companies from conducting these flights. One argument that gained traction was when a 24-year-old immigrant from Honduras killed a Jacksonville man after getting on one of these flights. Masks are beginning to become an environmental concern, especially with wildlife. According to WJCU, mask litter is a new term being used to describe the discarded masks that pose threats to the environment, such as clogging drains, polluting waterways, and poisoning wildlife. A recent report also cites a skyrocketing increase in mask litter in 14 months in 11 countries. Four months prior to March of 2021, when the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global emergency, the percentage of litter made up by personal protective equipment was almost 0.02% of all trash. Mask litter alone increased 9,000% from March to October. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Violet Cumberwylan, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Monday.